your weekly dose of stupidity and wrong takes. Welcome back to Couch Takes. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, dude. It's been a pretty good week. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. Yeah, dude, I've been stressed to the max with school and uh, and work and stuff, but I'm pretty good, I'd say. That doesn't I sound finished, good. I finished a 15-page research paper yesterday. 15 pages, dude? Yeah, it was I don't real fun. I think I've ever written a paper more than... I think six pages is the most I've ever written. Honestly, I don't think this is the longest one I've ever written. I writ- I think I wrote one in high school that was like 16 pages. But You're it was- joking. Yeah, uh, it was for uh, Coach House's physics class. You remember? Uh, you, were you uh, ever I in that? I didn't take it. No, I didn't take yeah. Coach House. The rocket paper. It was kind of a joke. So, I mean, like, I, I didn't. it didn't really bother me that much in high school because it, it was a high school paper. You know what I mean? It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But this one, I haven't submitted it yet. Kind of worried about it, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. This is my last class I have to take in college, so I just got to, you know, just pass it and I'm good. Heck yeah, dude. That sounds freaking awesome. I wish I was at that point. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, but, I hope so. Sorry about that. But until then, tired. I feel like we just jump right into it, man. What's your favorite thing this week? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Like I said, it's been a pretty good week. Um, I got a new coffee cup the other day, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I'm super excited about Thor four, which we posted about on our Instagram the other day, you know, go yeah, follow us yeah. at couch takes on Instagram. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would say probably Thor four being announced. Cause I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm actually like really excited about that. As y'all know, I love, um, Marvel movies. So I think that's, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, takes where are it, they, they going to go with this stuff, man? Like, well, you know, um, I guess, well, I guess you don't know, but so no, not at all. since it started, this is like a, probably going to be a really crappy quick gist of it, but like we're, this upcoming thing is going to be phase four. Okay. So like uh, the very first movie was, um, the Hulk movie, which most people don't know that most people think it was Iron Man. I'm pretty sure it was Hulk, but anyway, the Hulk was one of the first ones. I think it was the first one and then Iron Man. Maybe I'm wrong. Doesn't matter. Anyways, that was phase one. And then phase two, um, I want to say phase two had the first Avengers movie. I'm probably like messing all of this up, dude. But then phase three just ended with um, Spider-Man. Endgame was actually not the last movie of phase three. Spider-Man Far From Home was the last movie. Um, so does that like make any sense to you? Like how they're going through phases and like different storylines and like different yeah. teams? Cause each yeah, phase has gotten yeah. like, they're adding people to the Avengers each phase. And right. so like phase four is supposed to be a completely new Avengers team. Like there's only going to be like Iron Man and then I guess Thor that is going to be the same Avengers. I would assume okay. I, cause I don't think I don't th- I can't think of anybody that's supposed to be coming back from the first three phases besides those two. Cause you know, cap is gone. Oh, eh, uh, dang. I probably shouldn't have said that. We might have to bleep that out too. It's, it's I don't been know, like ever, two months since the movie came say, out. It don't matter. Seen it. So yeah, like Iron Man, you know, yeah, you know what? That's true. They did lift a whole thing on it. They said, you can now talk about spoilers. So yeah, Iron Man's dead. Who is they and why do they control the it? The directors. They said... Um, oh, screw they the directors. I'll talk well, about what I, I want. They were like, hey, we'll give you like two or three weeks and then like we're going to allow people to start talking about spoilers. Because you know, like they did a whole thing when the movie first came like, hey, don't spoil it. Yeah, dude, I'm really like, glad my overlords are allowing me to talk about movies now. Alright, stop being such a freaking <laughs> pessimist, dude. It's just, it's all in good fun. 
I think that's all it was, was them having fun now, with I, it. I'm on their side. I'll say that. I think yeah. you're a jerk if you spoil and, movies just for the sport of it. Yeah, exactly. And plus, at the same time, though, it, just about everyone who wanted to watch it had seen it in the first three weeks. Right. You know what I mean? And if you didn't watch in the first three weeks and you did want to see it, you either just got like super unlucky because you just your timing didn't work out or you didn't really care that much and you were just going to wait till it came out on DVD or Netflix or whatever it comes out on, you know? Yeah, this I saw this movie the exact same way I saw Infinity War. I'm pretty sure I've seen every scene of this movie through memes and nothing else. Probably so. See, dude, Infinity War, I know, you've seen I know the entire storyline. Yeah, I saw Infinity War like a year after it came out, but like, I, I seriously think I could tell you the entire plot line of Endgame just from just stills of the I movie. Know, I, I've seen Endgame three times. It was pretty dang good, dude. This third time, well, the first time I went to go see it with um, my sister's boyfriend um, on opening night, and then the second time I went to go see it with a group of friends of mine, and then the third time was like this past week when they re-released it for the, um, what do you call it, for like the bonus content, which was a waste of my time and money. (laughs) <laughs> but the movie was actually like it was still a good movie, but the bonus content was not worth paying for the tickets again. But I got my dad you. paid for the tickets, so I guess it really wasn't, you know, not that big of a deal. So, um, but yeah, it was pretty good. But other than that, with Thor four, um, my coffee cup is actually also Marvel, so it's pretty cool. I like collecting <laughs> coffee cups. It's your whole and, life now. Yeah, well, I drink a lot of coffee. I don't know if like anybody knows that, but I drink a lot of coffee. I probably like yesterday i had three cups so which isn't like a ton a ton but like that's a lot for it's more than the average bear that's for sure probably so so uh, but the cup is like super cool so like last year for my dad's birthday um that was right around the time when infinity war came out you know and you know at the end you know well you you saw the movie so you know what the infinity gauntlet is right I, i mean of course yeah so i got him a coffee cup that's in the shape of the infinity gauntlet so like oh, you're that's drinking, pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It was like special edition on Disney, and I was like, oh shoot, my dad will think this is cool because my dad drinks a lot of coffee too. So I got him that, and I was I was like, man, I mean, I know I got that from my dad. I was like, gosh, I want one of those so bad. It's so cool. And so this year when Endgame came out, they came out with the exact same cup, except it's the um, reddish, purple, and gold Iron Man one. Oh yeah. So it's like the because you know like in Endgame Iron Man builds an Infinity Gauntlet you know yeah yeah and I know. that's what it is and so now I have the Iron Man one and my dad has the actual gold one so it's pretty cool oh honestly that does sound pretty cool yeah it's, I'll have to send you a picture of it um hold on later please tell me okay have you seen the little like like the beer holders that are like Hulk hands but they hold like a yeah. can yeah, yeah please yeah. tell me it's like that. It is kind of cer- like that. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> like, like that. Ceramic? It's like a fist. Is it like ceramic? No. I'm, well, I don't know. To be honest, I don't I don't know. It's glass. Do you slip your hand into it? No. Dang. I wish. I dude. super wish. That'd be kind of cool, dude. <laughs> that would be so funny. No, it's like it, it has dude, like a handle to, and everything, like a coffee cup. We need cup. to cash in and, deci- and design that right now. I'm sure they've already tried, Trey. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised well, if they tried. Obviously, they didn't got try hard enough. Down. They, they did not like, try oh, hard no enough. No one's going to buy that. I don't know. They don't this know This coffee cup that I got, I had to order it because I tried to buy it when I went to Disney World because I saw it online, and it was sold out. So I had to ship it. So, I, I mean, a lot of people are buying these, apparently. 
I got you. I got you. But uh, what is your favorite thing of the week? We've been on me for a while. Just straight up, I've been loving the the face app things that are coming out. Oh, uh, dude, did you see mine? Because you didn't respond. Yeah. You left me on red three times. I, I'm pretty sure I responded. No, you didn't. I I will look at it right now. I'm looking at my Snapchat right hey, now, and it says hey, opened several hours matter. ago. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. Where's your I name? did see it, though. Opened 21 hours ago, dude. But listen here. My favorite thing that I've discovered about it is that me and you look just like our dads. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. And I did take... I think that's pretty funny, though. But I did take one yesterday where I look just like my grandpa, like my mom's dad. Not my dad's dad, but my mom's dad. Yeah, dude, I'm like dead serious. I'll have to send you a picture later. Dude, we looked like we would have been twins when we were little kids. Honestly, it it amazes me how good of a job this app does. Because you know me, I dabble in Photoshop and stuff like that. And aging is like a really hard thing to do, and this app does it really well. I found a picture that I had on my phone of my great-grandfather when he was about 25. And he's in his nineties now. Okay. And I, you know, I did the face app on him, and dude, it's pretty accurate. I gotta say, Is it really, like it yeah. looks like he does now. It's pretty close. Dang, dude, that's pretty funny. I don't. Like, I mean, I, that's got to be I, just a coincidence, though. You know. Well, if I took it, like if I took the picture to a family member of mine that had no idea what face app was, and I said, "Hey, look at this picture of Granddaddy I found," they wouldn't think they would, nothing. They, well, they would probably look at it and think it looks a little weird, but they would probably just think he had a bad day or something like that and took yeah. a picture, you know? Like, yes, dude. Yeah. No, Um, I took a picture yesterday because, like, you can do more than just the old people thing on the face app. Yeah. I, don't know if, just, I don't know if people know that. So, obviously just the funniest. Yes. Well, yeah. So my roommate got the full version because you get, like, a three-day free trial. And so oh, you yeah? can do a ton more stuff on the full version. So he let me use his phone for, like, five minutes just to play around with it. And I took a picture of me and I changed my hair to like bleach blonde and like it looks real. And so I saved it and I sent it to my dad and I was, and I texted my mom. I was like, hey, go with it. And I texted my dad the picture and I was like, hey, <laughs> me and mom talked about it. She gave me the okay. Um, I'm kind of, I was like, uh, I took it like very seriously. I was like, hey, I'm kind of nervous about it. I was like, I don't know what you think, but I want you to be honest with me or something like that. I can't remember what I said. And dude, he immediately sent back. He's like, I don't like it. Are you serious right now? And I was like, dude, and like, I don't know. I still have not told him it was fake. I don't know if someone else what? has told him it was fake. Yeah, I, this was yesterday. So um, I don't know if he still believes it or not, but my mom called him and she texted me and she's like, hey, you know, he does believe it, but he's like really skeptical on it. He doesn't want to believe it. And I, I did. I was so weak. My mom was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm rolling right now because he's actually kind of upset about it." Dude, that's so, so funny. I don't know if he got upset or like thought it was real or anything, but I don't know. I only texted him and he told me he didn't like it. But anyway, if my dad, if you're listening to this, I didn't dye my hair. I would never do that. I like my hair color the way it is. Dude, that's that's hilarious. Kind of mean, but. Great oh, I had my sister, I'll give you that. I, dude, I had my sister dying, dude. She was rolling. She thinks it's so <laughs> funny because, like, he, like, legit thought it was real at first. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I don't know if he still does because I haven't talked to him about it, but he was, like, actually, like, oh, my gosh, my son dyed his hair. So, anyway, yeah. but we'll see how it on, goes. Like, on that app, again, you said Nick got the pro version. Yeah, but it expires in, like, two days. Yeah, he kept sending me pictures of you with mustaches. Yeah, and, and you like, didn't respond to those either. I respond. He texted them to me, and I responded to to Nick. 
Uh, but you didn't respond to me. I don't, okay. I'm, just, I'm not the I'm not the biggest I, on Snapchat, no, man. I I I hear you. I I don't want to send a picture to say cool, like neato well, burrito, you know, Andrew. It, you know, honestly, I've gotten to where I want to send you stuff because you always screenshot it and post it on Instagram. So I was like, oh, he'll do this too. I'm going to be featured on his Instagram again, and you didn't even respond. Not only did you not screenshot it, you didn't even respond. Come well, on, dude. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so what? Ah, sorry, nothing, man. All right, all right. It's yeah, of, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. This is how Couch Shake ends with FaceApp. <laughs> You've ruined my life, FaceApp. No longer favorite thing of the week. No. So I don't know if anybody else has kept up with pop culture or anything like that, but you know the number one oh, song. But you know Andrew has. The, oh yeah, the number one song in the world right now for several weeks actually i think it's about i think he's like two weeks away from breaking the record of most consecutive weeks at number one is old town road and this past week they came out with a second remix featuring young thug and lil hank and for those of you don't know lil hank is mason ramsey you know the yodeling kid so i come i'm coming back to you guys with another review and I think this week I'm going to say that I'm still all about the Billy Ray version. All right. I don't think it's, I don't think they're ever going to, because there's also a one that nobody listened to. There's another remix that's like a dubstep remix. Yeah. I, I heard that one. It's terrible. Yeah. It's not good at all. Um, so that one's definitely last on the Old Town Roads, um, Old Town Roads songs, yeah. remixes, whatever. And so. This one is okay. I mean, it's obviously got the original stuff. It's got Billy Ray, OG. You know, he's awesome. His verse is killer. I like it a lot. And then you obviously got the actual, you know, Lil Nas X came out of nowhere, blowing things up right now. And then Young Thug and Mason Ramsey. So Young Thug, absolutely awful. It's not good at all. To be honest with you, the song would be way better if Young Thug was not in it, but they did add Mason Ramsey. Because Mason Ramsey's part's actually really good. I like Mason Ramsey. Yeah, it's Ramsey, funny. I'll give him but, that. But Young Thug's part keeps me from wanting to listen to that version. Like, if it just had... If it went from Lil Nas X I just to Mason say, Ramsey to Billy Ray, it would work. Like, I think the whole thing, like this new version, is so funny. Because if you just step back and take a look at how different each each one of these four people on this track is... It's honestly hilarious. Incredibly different. They're oh, all yeah. incredibly different people. It's I, dude, it's the strangest I, thing. I, I want him to keep running with this. Quad. I, I want him to just keep adding people. He like, will. He's going to. Like, I, he's I want about ne- before he's going to. Next year, I want like 15 people on the track. I want it to be an eight-minute track. 15 verses. Um, I think Young Thug, I think so far Young Thug's probably, well, I don't know. He's, I would say he's probably the most popular that's jumped on there so far, as far as like modern stuff goes. Because Young Thug's actually like pretty, like he, he sells a lot of albums, I would think. Oh yeah. I think everybody knows who he is. Billy Ray, one hit wonder back in like the seventies or eighties, right? Like everybody, yeah, it like it's been. crazy. Billy Ray is, everybody knows him as Miley's dad now. You know what I mean? Everyone so, in our generation. Yeah, everyone in our generation. And then, um, you know, Hank, Lil Hank is kind of new. Don't really understand his nickname because there's already a Lil Hank. There's a Hank Jr. So I don't know where he came up with Lil Hank. 
Shouldn't he be like Lil Hank Jr.? You know what I mean? Because there's already a Lil what? Hank because there's a Hank, you know, like Hank Jr. is technically Lil Hank. Oh my God, Andrew. I think you're and thinking so into this he, too deep. So shouldn't he be Lil Hank Jr.? You see what I'm saying? So he would be Lil Hank Jr. So well, like, because he Hank doesn't Jr. sing Hank Jr.'s, Jr.'s music, he sings Hank Sr.'s music though. But still, it's kind of odd because Hank Jr. is technically Lil Hank. I mean, honestly, that's what he is. People probably called him that. They pro- Well, they didn't do Lil. They didn't say L-I-L. They probably said Little Hank back in the day when he was probably coming up. I would think. But anyway, Dude. I'm going to give the Old Town Road remix part three or four, whatever remix this is with Young, uh, Young Thug and Mason Ramsey. I'm going to give it... Um, Oh, did I'm you come say, up with a rating system? Um, I'm going to come up with a rating system every week for whatever the review is. I think maybe that's okay, the best good. idea. I so like that. I'm, th- I'm thinking um, six Lil Hank Juniors out of ten. Okay. And okay. I will say this, though. If it wasn't for Young Thug, I could see myself giving it like an eight Lil Hank Juniors out of ten. But Young okay. Thug really drags it down. I got you. I think that's a so, fair review. Yeah, I think so, too. Pretty good song. I would definitely still listen to it if you haven't. Because if you like original Road Town Road, uh, Old Town Road, you'll probably like this too. So there we go. There's Andrew's review of the week. Send me something if you want me to review something else. So following a little bit on the lines of pop culture, but also mainly sports, the Madden ratings came out for all the players. Oh boy. And y'all did not like it. No one liked not it. one bit. Nope. I think um, we put a poll up on our Instagram and it's probably done, um, it was like yesterday or the day before. Okay, so 62% said, oh no. So it's a little bit closer than I thought. I'm surprised that 38% of people said they liked it. I it's, said that was no just the because one, there were like a few big things that just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Overall, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's horrible. But but the the ones that are bad are really bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think it's like horrid, horrid, but like you said, the ones that are bad just don't make any sense to me. Yeah, so me and Andrew, uh, we're going to run through the top 10 ratings for quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Just kind of give our opinions on that. Um, you want to okay. start with Andrew, quarterbacks, Andrew? I think that's the big one that most people are mad about. Yeah, I will. Okay, so right now they have number one, Patrick Mahomes at 97. And I will say this real quick before I keep going. The only reason I, I don't believe Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't. I know he's MVP. I think he's an incredible athlete, but I don't think he's number one. But I'm not upset about that one, only because he's the cover cover athlete. The cover athlete's always incredibly overrated. Not that yeah, I, I think he's fair. far. Not that I think he's far away from a 97, because I don't. I think I would probably, if I ranked him legitimately, it would be like a 95, and I would definitely have Tom Brady above him. But uh, yeah, I think two, that's fair. Yeah, so number two is Tom Brady with a 96, 94, Phillip Rivers, 92, Drew Brees, 92, Andrew Luck, 91, uh, Russell Wilson, 90, Aaron Rodgers, 89, Matt Ryan, 85, Ben Roethlisberger, and rounding out the top 10, 84, Cam Newton. Well, let's step back for a second. Let's go to Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees. I don't think there's any way on earth you could rank Phillip Rivers above Drew Brees. No. Now, don't get me wrong. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback. Drew Brees takes a lot better care of the ball. And Absolutely. Honestly, Drew, and Drew Brees more. has thrown for 5,000 yards like, for like the last 10 seasons in a row. I don't understand what you have to do to give this man more than a 92. I don't well, care how old he is. He's still balling out. 
Yeah, and I will say I do understand that um, the Chargers, for some reason, are kind of going under the radar right uh, right now. Like last year, they had a pretty great season. They did really well, but everybody just assumed they were still garbage for well, some reason. I'll tell you why. Because they're now the Clippers of the, of the NFL. They're yeah, the they little, kind of are. They're the little brother to the big team in L.A., which yep. is the Rams. I could definitely see that. I, I didn't even think about it like that. But They yeah, have their owner like to the blame for that. They never should have moved. Even if they if did move, it shouldn't have been to Los Angeles. That's my point. And, and see, like last year, even when they had a really great season, people still in the back of their mind were like, oh man, garbage organization. They were awful last year. Phillip Rivers hasn't been to the playoffs in years. Um, no, actually, I'm pretty sure he made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. So he actually had a great season. Melvin Gordon played incredible. The defense is actually pretty good. They just, they're missing something. I don't know what it is, but the, I would say they're not very many pieces away from a Super Bowl berth. Right. I don't think they're going to get that piece, but I do think that they're at that door. You know what I mean? They're knocking. Yeah. I do think I, I'll agree with you on everything. I do think he's a great quarterback, but he's also uh, not better than Drew Brees. I don't know if he's better than Andrew Luck either, but I wouldn't be mad if they had him above Andrew Luck because Philip Rivers is kind of on the top of his game right now. He's amazing. He is. Well, they have, what, he has like 10 kids, bro. My goodness. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. he's playing like this. He's got freaking 10 kids or however many it is. It's unreal. But Convinced um, he doesn't sleep. Yeah, dude, I don't get it. He's got to be, ma- I mean, this is honestly, he's got to make money. That's the problem. He's got so many kids, he's got to just keep playing no matter how old he gets. He's going to play longer <laughs> than Tom Brady. But um, Philip Rivers, he's at a 94, and like I said, Drew Brees is 92. I disagree. If anything, I'd be okay with flipping those two. I definitely um, would. Honestly, if I did everything, I would move Aaron Rodgers up to about a 92, maybe a 93, and put Drew Brees in a 94. But Aaron Rodgers at 90 below That's even Russell garbage. Wilson. I, yeah. I don't I, – look, I'm not – obviously, I'm not as high on him as you are, but, you know, because you have your biases, and that's okay – but that 90 is too low for Aaron Rodgers still. But see, the fact that there are six overall points between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, or even seven between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, blows my mind. There's no way that Patrick Mahomes is seven overall points higher. And like I said, I understand he's a little overrated just because of the uh, cover, but that doesn't mean there should be that big of a gap between the two. I guess that's you- fair. You know what I mean? Like, Fair if anything, say, yeah. Aaron Rodgers should be up there. He should be a, I think he should be a 94, just like Phillip Rivers. 94, 95, somewhere in there. I do think him and Drew Brees should be around the same. I do think he's a better quarterback than Drew Brees. And I definitely think he's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. <laughs> you <laughs> said that, that with so much malice. I mean, dude, Russell because it's unreal Wilson. that people, that they actually think that Russell Wilson is better than Aaron Rodgers. That blows my yeah. mind. I don't agree. I don't Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, but he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. That's and for I, sure. And I will say something that I said the other day on uh, Twitter when all this came out that um, a few people disagreed with me. I don't think I'm wrong. Dude, Car- Carson Wentz is ranked under Baker Mayfield. I understand Carson Wentz got hurt, and I get that. But, dude, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he would have won the MVP two seasons ago. Like, honestly, he would have been locked for MVP, and his team ended up winning the Super I mean, Bowl. Not that yeah, I mean, listen, he didn't play in the could, playoffs, and I understand that. I mean, you could say that about Derek Carr a few years ago. It's just, it doesn't matter. It's about what, what, are, what are they right now, you know? Yeah, but still, I don't think it's fair to put Carson Wentz under Baker Mayfield after um, I'm what, just saying, I don't, I don't think Carson Wentz has looked as good 
since that MVP run. Well, he hasn't played much, to be fair. Exactly. But so what's the most recent we've gotten? Most recent we've gotten MVP candidate. I think. I think that's how it should work. Most recent I, we've seen him maybe I don't at all. knock him off a couple points. But, dude, he's all the way down at like 83 or something, 82. Okay, I don't at all agree with that, and I'll tell you why. And we can go ahead and move on to uh, running backs real quick. Because Le'Veon Bell is a 92 in the third overall ranked running back. Mm-hmm. I think at the top he should be a 90 right now because I, I don't think you can take a whole year off from the league and then just come back right where you right where you were. Without the training of an NFL roster, like being on a team, and you're doing this at home, and apparently you know he was coming in overweight and all that, I, I understand that it's hard for games to take stuff like that into account, but I just mean there is a real chance that he won't be the same player he was. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a very big chance of that. I think Saquon should have been ranked above him. I think Saquon Barkley Ooh. should have been ranked above Melvin Gordon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do agree with Saquon above Melvin Gordon, but I don't know if I would say Saquon above Le'Veon. I'd like to see, like you I'm said, just saying he's, for been, right he's now. taking a whole year off. I get that part, but I would like to see this season play out before we start being like, okay, well, he's taking a year off. Saquon's better. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying just do it for right now, and they can always change the ratings in the middle of the season like they oh, always they're do. Gonna cha- yeah, they're going to change the ratings anyway. Absolutely. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they changed the ratings before the season even started. Like if they made some adjustments before the season started, that wouldn't surprise me at all because people are very upset about this. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, I think they have the right to be, but still. I think the worst part of the running backs is that Christian McCaffrey is at a 91 and he's above Kareem Hunt and he's above Alvin Kamara. I, I, yeah, I think I don't get that at all. Alvin Kamara should have been like a 93, man. Alvin Kamara is amazing. Yeah. I would put Alvin Kamara up there with. Um, Melvin and Le'Veon sitting at 92 at least. Honestly, yeah, I would put him up there with definitely him. I think top five. Incredible. He doesn't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think so too. And that also, I mean, I don't know why they have Christian McCaffrey so high, but even if he was at that place on the lineup, why is he at a 91? I don't understand. I think everyone is so overrated right now on this list. You know what I mean? Like, why is he at a 91? Does anybody in America think Christian McCaffrey's a 91 overall? Except for Panthers fans. Yeah. I, I just, look, I get it. He's a threat out of the backfield, you know, to catch the ball and take it and run. To me, that's not that's not worthy of that 91. I haven't seen enough of, from him on the ground no, to make that worthy. Not. You know Heck what I mean? No. Yeah, absolutely not. And the same with um, Kareem Hunt with the whole, um, he's been gone for a while, though. So maybe okay. that's why they have him down a little bit because you know he is he's been gone for a while now and he's going to miss what eight more games. I think so. Yeah. I think it's eight more games that he's going to miss. So maybe I can understand him being a little bit lower right now, like you said with right. the uh, Le'Veon Bell thing. Maybe you can use the same argument for him. Um, but I don't know. I don't like that either. I don't think that he should be under Christian McCaffrey. I think Kareem Hunt when he comes back, especially uh, dude for Cleveland. Bro, Cleveland's probably already going to be good without him. And when he steps up, him and Nick Chubb, bro, Cleveland's going to be pretty good, I think. Cleveland's going to be the most fun team to play on Madden. I'll tell you that. For sure. Okay, this one I'm going to have to plead ignorance on because I just, I don't know. But why is Joe Mixon an 88? I have no idea. I think Joe Mixon's pretty good, but I don't know why he's an 88. 
I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. There's so many I mean, things yeah, that I'm just like... Yeah, he's good, but I just what? mean like... I, I didn't... I feel like I didn't hear about him at all last season. No, heck no. No. To be honest with you, after the season he had just, last year... I don't know, I but would then again, Mark you don't really Ingram hear much out of teams like the Bengals at all, really, you know? No, absolutely not. No, and dude, that's what I'm saying. There's so many players that you could put above him right now, I think. Like I said, I think Mark Ingram had a great season last year. I really do. Um, oh, yeah. I think Darren Sproles is pretty good. I don't know if he's better than Joe Mixon, but uh, there's several people. And then um, who is it that used to play for the Raiders that's on the Vikings now? I can't remember um, his name. Uh, Latavius Murray. Yeah, I think Latavius Murray's pretty good, too. I don't. I mean, I think he's probably right there with it. I didn't even see Latavius Murray on the list. Not, I'm not talking about just top 10, but like even past that. I didn't even see Latavius Murray yeah. on the list, which I think is kind of ridiculous, too. I think he's pretty good, too. But anyway, you know, uh, there's more to it. Um, we can talk about the wide receivers now. Um, when we get done with this, remind me. I do sure. want to talk about something else with this, too. But um, so at the top of the list, 99 overall, DeAndre Hopkins. Trey, is DeAndre Hopkins the best wide receiver in the NFL? No. Okay, why is he the Absolutely highest not. rated receiver in the NFL? That's what I don't get. Why is me. he the I highest don't overall I don't player know in what, the NFL? I don't know what Julio or Antonio did to to drop that overall down to a 98 and have DeAndre go up to a 99. Did you see no, a drop in play from Antonio or Julio Jones last year at all? No. 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 Like, they had incredible seasons. Just like always. Yeah, both of them. No, I mean, yeah, DeAndre's not a bad either. player. But, you know, I, I just don't understand yeah, it, man. I, I, I really don't, don't. I don't get it either. I'm kind of, I think me and you were both kind of speechless right there. We were like, I don't even know what to say because I don't know what they looked at that justified that. That's like, I get it. There's an argument. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Very, very few people throw DeAndre Hopkins in that argument with those two. Yeah, usually I mean, I it's like Odell, incredible. if anything. Yeah, you know? now I will say this about Odell. Odell, has he played well enough the past two years despite injuries and everything that has happened has he played well enough to say he's better than Michael Thomas right now I don't think no. so no no I don't think so I think Michael Thomas should be above him because right now it's sitting at Hopkins at 99 Brown and Jones at 98 Odell at 96 and then 95 Michael Thomas now I'll say straight disagree. up I think Michael Thomas should be number three you think he should be number three I think he's that good Wait, so who's your who's your top three then who's number one two and three if I'm going like, I'll give you my top five. Not like, not gonna give yeah. you Madden ratings. Just giving you my top five. Okay. Um, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones is kind of a toss up. You could put either one you want at one. Yeah. I'll yeah, say Antonio just because he gets more touchdowns. Um, yeah. And then fair. and three Michael Thomas because he does everything. And then at four, then I'll put. <clears throat> I guess I'll put DeAndre Hopkins at four, and then Odell. Odell at five. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I do think right now you, I would still put DeAndre above Odell right now. But like I said, I would also put Michael Thomas above Odell. But I can dang for sure tell you right now, I'm not putting Mike. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins at a 99. I, like, I don't get it at all. He's not the best wide receiver in the NFL, and I, I think honestly, I think most people would agree with us if you watch any kind of football. Antonio Brown and Julio Jones have separated themselves from the pack. Oh, it's honestly. them two and everyone else. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And Alabama, not that Clemson, that it, everyone else. Yeah, and it's not that I think everyone else is like 
you know, crap or anything like that. No, I think I think Odell's incredible. I think Michael Thomas is incredible. I even think, you know, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, I think they're great players, but none of them compare to Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. And the reason I listed those two is because they're also on this top 10 list. You got 93 with Diggs, 92 with Adams. I also completely disagree with that. I know you said that, um, you know, we all come with our biases. Devontae Adams has been incredible. He's been the only player in the past three seasons to have 10-plus touchdowns all three years. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't understand why we're acting like... like Devontae Adams is so underrated. And then people will be like, oh, it's because he had Aaron Rodgers. Okay? No, he didn't. He played uh, one of those seasons mostly with Brett Hundley the entire year. So I don't my, understand that at all. My biggest grievance with the wide receiver list is how, how on earth is Tyreek Hill number six with a 94? He runs yeah. in a straight line. I mean, dude, I don't know. Tyreek Hill's the, probably the. I think he is the fastest player on the game, isn't he? I mean, I'm he's sure the he is. In the league. But does that warrant a 94 overall? I don't think so. Um, he's. I, if I had to justify it for them, not that I agree with it, it's probably because his speed is at a 99, which brings you up like a ton, and then his spectacular catch is probably pretty high too. If I had like, to make a guess, I haven't seen that. They don't have like the actual logistics of it out right now. They just have the overall. But I would say that's probably what has draw uh, brought him up so much is his spectacular catch and his speed. Yeah, I'm sure. And that I, honestly, that goes more against the Madden rating system than him. So yeah, it does. Some whatever. things are just uh, weighted more than other things, which I mean, it's fair. I do think speed should be pretty high up there. But I don't. I'm like you. I don't know if I'd put him in a 94. But, I mean, he does outrun everybody, dude. So it's pretty hard to act like he isn't one of the best, too. But we don't even know if we're going to see him play. He's in a lot of legal trouble right now. As he should so, be if it's true, you know? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. No, it, absolutely. So Innocent until proven guilty, though. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, I'm hoping it didn't happen. I'm rooting for him. I, I hope all these things are not true because that would be terrible. But we'll see how that goes with him. But, uh, anyway, um, I think that's... There, oh, yeah. So there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So would you consider um, Andrew Luck to be a top five quarterback in the league? Oh, we right. didn't talk about yeah. that when we were at the we didn't talk about that when we were at the quarterback thing. Would you say that he is a top five quarterback in the league? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I've talked about it you before would? on the podcast about too. how I, I think Andrew Luck is you know, not necessarily like I, I wasn't sold on him for years. I wasn't sold on him, and then this last yeah. year he came back and he really proved me wrong. I think with the assets around him, like T.Y. Hilton, I, I think, I think he can really make it, man. I think he can have a legitimate MVP run this year. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. I don't think they're gonna win a Super Bowl. I don't think the Colts are good enough for that. But I, I'm with you. I do think he could make an MVP run. And if anything, I mean, I could see them making the um, AFC Championship. We actually had a listener um, send in telling us that he thinks um, that the AFC Championship is going to be Indianapolis and Kansas City, and he thinks Kansas City is going to win that game. Um, I don't think that's far fetched at all. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that's? Uh, do you think that's reaching? I don't think it's reaching, but. I would say more realistically, probably the divisional round, but that's not enough of a yeah. leap to be considered a reach to me. So I think that's a fair assumption. Ten and six, losing in the AFC Championship game, that's fine with me. That's a good assumption for the Colts. Yeah, no, I'm not upset about it at all. I don't think that's what's going to happen, like you said, but I don't think it's a reach either. But um, 
I think that'd be a fun, exciting matchup to watch. But I definitely think Kansas City would win that game. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Without uh, we've yet to see Kansas City without Tyreek Hill, which was definitely Pat Mahomes' favorite go-to. You know what I mean? Now their numbers, I will give them credit. Their numbers didn't really drop once Kareem Hunt uh, left the team. Once all the legal trouble started happening, their number they kept scoring outrageous times, dude. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know it the might only not way affect to, them too bad. Well, I'm just saying the only way to beat the Chiefs is to out firepower the Chiefs because they're going to score, yeah. no doubt. You know. Yeah. And then on the other side of the ball. It's like last year their defense was one of the worst in the league. It was so bad. So they did fire their defensive coordinator, and they got a new guy in there, so we'll see how that goes. But I say stick to the game plan right now. All offense, all the time, if you're trying to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Um, so moving on, we had something stuff, happen. So um, um, I think we covered that. Ago. Yeah, to answer, I guess it wasn't really a question. They just wanted us to talk about it. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Uh, I think we'd both agree that he's a top yeah, five quarterback, yeah. potential MVP. We'll see. Um, but honestly, I think he's just going to get better with age, kind of like, uh, kind of like Peyton or Tom Brady. You just ignore Peyton's last year. You know, you know how it is. So I yeah, think we wanted to move exactly. on and talk about uh, something pretty, pretty awesome that happened recently. The uh, I'm sure yeah. everyone here heard about Tyler Skaggs. The uh, the pitcher for the Angels who passed away uh, about a week ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was looking into that a little bit, and um, so they found him in his hotel room, and he was unresponsive. And they, you know, they they they've been looking into it, and like he, uh, they ruled out suicide and they ruled out foul play, so they don't really know what caused it right now. So he's, like they're doing an autopsy, and they they're supposed to have the details, but not until like October. So yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it's a while away, but. You know, it's just, it's awful to think about that because he's such a young guy. But um, but man, that the game that they had the next game. What right? Wasn't it the next game yeah, after? It, he died? I don't I don't think it was the next game. It was um a few games later, but it was the game in which they honored him and had his mom come out and uh, throw the first pitch and all that. They had everyone wearing Skaggs jerseys and yeah, the whole team. It was kind of it was kind of like when Jose Fernandez died, you know. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah, it was just like that. It was very emotional, and um, so uh, what happened was the pitcher for the Angels threw a no hitter, and I'm going blank on his name right now. It was a combined no hitter, but oh, yeah. okay, was it? Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, I'm glad you clarified that up for me because I completely went blank on that. But anyway, they threw a no hitter which um, obviously it was emotional for a lot of the players. It was a pretty big deal for them. And like Trey said, it kind of takes you back to Jose Fernandez when um, when they hit that home run in the game. The, it was like his best friend hit the yeah, home it was, run. It was D. It Gordon. Was, uh, D. Gordon, yeah. So D. Gordon hit the home run, um, started crying while he was rounding the bases. And, dude, it just – I don't know. It just sparked it you, something. Man. People like, wow. It was like this you know, really, it's something really about- affected them. Something about tragedy in games and then seeing how players respond to it is one of the best things about sports, but also the most tragic. Like, think about, uh, you remember Marquise Goodwin when his son died and he played that day? Uh, the uh, receiver dude, for the 49ers? Yeah, that was so sad. Yeah, dude, he caught that, that so touchdown sad. pass. Oh, that, dude, that gets me every yeah. time. And then think about... Yeah, that was so, Even... What were you saying? Uh, I was going to say, think about Brett Favre's best game of his career. 
it's the day his dad died. Oh, yeah, when his dad died. Yeah, and that was pretty incredible, too. Like, there's just so many things. It's like, you know, either the emotions are going to get the best of you or you're going to come out and you're going to you're gonna just ball out. And right. you're going to show that, like, hey, I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for the person that I lost, my loved ones, family, friends, whoever it may be. And um, you just show people, like, hey, I'm better than this, and um, I'm playing for them now. And I think that's pretty incredible. I like to see stuff like that. And I think it made a lot of people very emotional. Yeah. I mean, and as it should, it was a great, great display. And, you know, they had like a little ceremony afterwards for him. And it was, it was a good time. It's good to yeah, see. Very much. I, uh, I loved it. So uh, moving on right now, we got going on is the SEC media days Ooh. taking, pl- taking place. So uh, me and Andrew, of course, have been keeping up pretty closely with the uh, college football coaches and, and all that stuff, because you know that's our that's our favorite part of the year, really. Oh, absolutely! No, not even a competition. You got any takeaways, Andrew? Um, well, I do have one thing that I want to say. Um, for uh, craziest person of the um, of the year, which <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going for three consecutive. Coach O for the LSU Tigers. He's insane, man. He's out of his he mind. He said. That which obviously I, love I understand. Though. Look, I understand that you've got to be confident in your team, and I get that you build them up, you say great things about them. But bro, you got to tell the truth sometimes. This man said, far and away, without a doubt, LSU has the best receiving core in the league. Yeah, I don't. You Dude. know, I I can't agree. Did with Alabama there. fall um, off a cliff and die? I think it, I mean I thought it was pretty clear coming into the season that Alabama has the best receiving core. It's not even a it's competition, so dude. Yeah, it's not even. This is probably one of the deepest receiving cores I've ever seen in college football history. It is yeah. unreal. I can't like honestly. Those are just like I understand you don't have. You can just be like, hey, look, I love my team. Great receiving core. We're gonna have a great year. But you should never just come out and say things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of tooting your own horn, as in like trying to make yourself seem better than you are. No, I, um, I agree. I think that I think that was ridiculous that he said that. You know, I mean, and look, I, I agree with him in a way because you got to gas up your team. So I think that on that part is a good move. But at the same time, like you don't want to make claims that you can't back up. So yeah, and you know, you know he always could have been like, hey, you know, I believe in my team. I believe we have the ability to have one of the best receiving cores in the nation. But you shouldn't just come out and be like, we're better than everybody else. You know, that's not just Coach O. I mean, almost every coach does that almost every year. So. It really just depends. Like you have people uh, like Nick Saban, they try to get to say stuff like that, and he never will. But no, but that's the difference, dude. Yeah, that's it's the difference. Just difference in coaching, but you know, I, I will like say um, before that, I came on uh, this podcast here today. I was uh, when I was waiting on Trey. I was listening to the uh, media days for Arkansas. They had Chad Morris up there. And, dude, if anybody is humble, it is that guy. But, I mean, how are you going to be? I mean, you got to be humble when your team went 2-10 and 10 last year, right? Yeah, I but guess. But every, every question that he answered, he was just like, look, um, we're doing our best to respond. We're trying to come back. We got a good recruiting class, which they did have a pretty good recruiting class. I think they're going to be all right. Um, I still think they might finish last in the West. But, um Anyway, he was like, yeah, we got all this. You know, people were asking them about the quarterback competition because the two quarterbacks that they have right now um, that are competing, Nick Starkle and um, Ben Hicks out of SMU, both of them are transfers. So Nick Starkle's coming from A&M. Ben Hicks is coming from SMU, SMU, like I said. And uh, he was just like, look, you know, we've got a lot to figure out. Um, I believe in my team. 
We have uh, good things. I'm excited about the new uniforms. I'm excited about the schedule. Like all the, he was just saying, you know, all the right things that are like, hey, look, it's going to take time. That's what he kept saying. Like, look, it's going to take time. Don't, you know, rush this thing because we got a lot to learn. I mean, dude, they went 0-8 in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what can you say? But I do like how he's like, hey, look, this th- these kind of things take time. It doesn't just happen in the first year. He said that so many times when I was listening, and I like that a lot. Okay, I want your pick real quick. Okay. Because it seems like it's been a competition every year for the last three years or so. Vandy okay. or Tennessee this year? Vandy or Tennessee? Yeah, which one? Um, I'm going to say Tennessee only because I I think Jeremy Pruitt's a pretty good coach, and I think he's going to make a big leap in his second year. Not like a leap where he's going to beat you know Georgia, Alabama, stuff like that, but I think they'll be pretty good. Uh, it's I mean, it's not just because I'm going there. It's also just because I've always had this soft spot for Vandy. I'm just going to choose him because I like seeing that. I don't know. It's fun. So you think Vandy <laughs> will beat Tennessee this year? Nah, I'll say that, sure. <laughs> okay. And they beat him last year. Yeah, but I don't see that happening again, if I'm being honest. Well. I really don't. That's that's what's so great about college football. It's so unpredictable. Oh, yeah. No, it's unreal. Like, there's going to be so many things that are happening. They're like, oh, it's for sure going to happen, and then it doesn't happen, or you and know, vice uh, versa. And that's what's so terrible about couch takes is good. We're going to try to predict it. So, Andrew, why don't we come up with a top five for each, uh, for each division in the SEC? Give me your top five teams in the East and West. Uh, my top five teams in the West? Yeah, in the West. Let's start be, there. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to start from number five. I think number five, I'm going Mississippi State. Um, they lost their quarterback. They've got still relatively a new head coach. Um, I'm not like a top you know, fan of this team or anything like that, but uh, I don't think they're going to be awful either. They've got a pretty good squad. I think they're going to give everybody a run for their money, maybe just not close it out in the big games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, next up, we got, we got Auburn. Uh, they got Bo Nix coming in from um, – from high school, he's going to be a freshman, which I think he'll probably end up being the starter this year. I'm not 100% on that, but um, he's a great athlete. Um, they got a good offensive-minded head coach, even though you know most Auburn fans, from what I understand, don't really like him anymore um, <laughs> with Gus Malzahn. But I do think the guy's pretty smart. I think he'll do what he has to do to win. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. So I have them um, finishing fourth in the West. Next up, this one. Um, was super hard for me to decide. Um, so at two and three, I'm still kind of trying to decide between LSU and A and M. To be honest with you, I kind of want to pick LSU at number two, only because I think LSU is going to be pretty good. I think they're going to have a good uh, defense. I think they're going to have a average, maybe slightly less than average offense as per usual, but. I think A&M is being crazy, crazy hype right now, which I don't know if they're being overhyped or not. You know, I haven't seen it, but I hate to be like, oh, yeah, I'm joining the hype train. They're going to be incredible this year. I'm going to say this. I think Texas A&M is going to be good, but here's the thing is they're going to need to be good because they're playing Alabama, Clemson, oh, and Georgia this year. Yeah, they're going to have a rough schedule. So to be honest, there's a good chance they could lose to Alabama and Georgia, which could be the difference. That could be the reason they're number three and not number two. Right. So I'm going to put A&M at number three, LSU at number two. Um, both teams have their quarterbacks coming back, Kellen Mond and Joe Burrow, which there's a lot of, you know, like talks like, hey, 
who's the better quarterback? I've seen so many people talking about between Kellen Mond and Joe Burrow. And uh, some people even throw uh, Bentley from South Carolina in there, too, and he's pretty good. I like him. But um, then, obviously, I think what everyone knows is Alabama number one. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying that to be biased. Like, I just think that's yeah, probably the most likely simple. to happen. Yeah, I think it's that's most simple. likely to happen. Most people are picking Alabama to win it. Um, the West, again, probably the SEC is what most people are going to say. But um, anything can happen. You know, they All could right. lose any any week. Let's go ahead and go so, through the East now. Give me your okay. number five. Number five, I've got Kentucky. Really? Um, yeah, I don't think there's really a lot of competition in the East, so I don't think it's like crazy to think that they could be. No, I was five. saying, I was saying, I thought you'd put them higher, but oh, you thought I'd put them higher? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lost a lot of great talent. Um, they did, but you know, it's a team sport. Yeah, but that also doesn't mean um, that also doesn't mean that they're not going to have incredible players that carry them. I mean, Josh Allen and um, what's his name? Um, crap, what's the running back's name? Dude, I'm blanking on names today. Oh, Gosh. I, oh man. Thing is, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, we're I, stupid, dude. Didn't he go to like uh, Pittsburgh or something? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I can tell you I'm where he like, went. Don't even know his name. I'm like completely blanking right now, but um. Oh well, I get what you're oh, saying. Oh Number oh oh um, Snell, Benny Snell. Yeah, you got it. God, there we go. I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with me. So anyway, they lost both of those guys. Those guys were basically, you know, the quarterback. I mean, now honestly, he Benny Snell was their quarterback, even though he was their running back. He carried the team on the offense, and then um, Allen carried the team on defense for sure. He was one of the best linebackers in uh, college football. But uh, now that they're gone, I don't see Kentucky being that incredible. But I also don't see Vandy and um, Tennessee being that amazing either. I think they're going to be at the bottom as well. Um, I could see – the only thing I will say is I could see Tennessee maybe taking that fifth spot instead of the sixth because I have Vandy last. Vandy last Tennessee, in the entire East? Yeah. I could see Over Missouri? Yeah, I think Missouri – dude, Missouri's got Kelly Bryant. And? <laughs> Dude, Kelly Bryant's good. But anyway, I'm going to continue. South Carolina, <laughs> Jake Bentley. I think he's a good quarterback. I think they got a solid team to finish, you know, maybe again, like five and three in conference again. Uh, maybe lose five games overall, four games, something like that. I think they'll finish third, or excuse me, uh, fourth in the SEC. Um, I got Missouri at number three. I like Kelly Bryant. I think they got a good team. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, did you forget about Kelly Bryant, dude? Uh it's just I don't know. I think he's overhyped, but I think he's a good quarterback, though. I really do. But um, I guess we'll anyway, see how it goes. I think the next two are going to be um, kind of obvious. I've seen a lot of people um, say Florida is going to beat Georgia this year. Y'all be quiet if you're saying no, that, that's me. You, you're literally just saying that because you want it to happen, not because you believe it's going to happen. You want it to happen. No, I'm saying that because Dan Mullen's a better coach than Kirby Smart. I think I would agree. I think that's possibly true. I just, would just probably from what agree I've with seen. That. But like, I, I also I think, don't think that it's going to happen though. Georgia's got the much more talented team. Dan Mullen, like to me, he has. Well, listen, the best team isn't everything. Bill Belichick proves that every single year in the NFL, but. To me, it's just Dan. I feel more comfortable choosing Dan Mullen because he has a proven track record. You know, so and you, Kirby Smart. So you what? think Felipe Franks is going to be Georgia? 
I think he has a shot. I think he has a shot too, but I don't think he will. Now, also, if you look at Kirby Smart, he's 32 and 10 in his first three years. Mark Rick was 32 and 8. So, uh, 32 and 8? Yeah. Not that that matters. So they're basically, they've gone the exact same. It's like Kirby Smart is following Mark Rick. They're not the same style of coach at all. I know that shouldn't matter, but I just had to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty intriguing to think about that. And, you know, a big problem with um, well, a lot of people's complaints with Mark Richt was he can't win the big games. Right. Well, that's been Kirby Smart's problem since he got there. You know, he can win, like, the big, big games, like, you know, quote, big games, like, you know, Florida, you know, Kentucky, stuff like that. But, I mean, how big are those actual games? I will give him credit, though. He won the SEC championship in his second season. Yeah, that's true. He went to the Natty, but he lost. So, and then this past year they lost to um, to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. So I think there's a lot to prove for Georgia, but I do still think they're going to win the East. Yeah, and I don't uh, that's think a completely fair assumption. I mean, it's either Florida or Georgia. That's for sure. I agree. So I don't really, I wouldn't blame you if you said either one. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, but I feel pretty confident in Georgia winning the East again. Probably another Alabama Georgia SEC championship. Yeah, so, you know, I think we've had a good discussion about this, and that kind of brings us around to our listener question this week. Andrew, what is the most annoying tradition in college football? You'll probably say what I was thinking. Cowbells. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. I was going to say a lot of people are probably going to say the cowbells. And it's simply for the fact that I want to be able to hear my TV when I'm watching a game. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear cowbells the whole time, and I think that's a fair thing to ask. Look... I don't care, Mississippi State, do your thing. I mean, they're a great college, whatever. I just, it's the cowbells. It's the sound that annoys me, man. Well, I was at the um, game where Jalen Hurts threw that touchdown to Devontae Adams with like 50 seconds left to win the game, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, dude, it was unreal how annoying the cowbells were. Like, they were so loud. But I will, and people don't listen either because there's a thing. Like, I don't know if people who've never been to a Mississippi State game on the screen, it'll tell, because technically you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, there's like some kind of rule about that. They're not supposed to be doing that. So there's a thing on the screen that tells them when they're allowed to do it and when they're not allowed to do it. And it'll like pop up, ring now pop up don't ring right now or something like that yeah and um they don't listen to that at all they're ringing at 24 7 and it's so annoying it's same with florida state's uh war chant well listen i'm i'm pretty sure every college stadium in the country has like a no noisemaker rule i'm pretty sure that's an ncaa thing and mississippi state just does it you know yeah they don't care they're doing it anyway it's a tradition so i think they kind of get around it by saying it's a a tradition but going back to what you were saying about the Florida State tomahawk chop, I I like that, but not how Florida State does it, just because they do it just constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's really really cool, like on big plays and stuff like that. But they do it like every single play, no matter whether it was good or bad. Yeah, it's like it's second and nine with twelve minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? they can be sacked for negative uh, five yards, and they'll start playing it. It's like dun 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 dun, and I'm like, dude, come on! Like, yeah, I, like I said, I it. like it. It's just they overdo it, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think also honorable mention. I think it's really dumb how Clemson storms the field after every single win, big or small. I don't get that either. I think I that's kind of dumb. I bet their grounds crew hates that. Yeah, probably so. I don't get it. I mean, it's not like it's annoying to me. I just think it's kind of 
goofy. I don't understand why they would do that. To anyway, each their own, I suppose. Yep. So, but, I don't know. We'll see how uh, this turns out. I'd love to hear what other people think about the most annoying tradition. So, let us know what y'all think. What is super annoying to y'all in college football? Um, DM us at Couch Takes on Instagram or Twitter at Couch underscore Takes. Yeah, so I hope that answered your question. Um, I think we had a good discussion today, Andrew. You got anything else you yeah, want to say? Thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a blessed week, and uh, God bless you. See y'all.